Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast. This is volume 11, issue 525, and we are talking about Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Joining me, Tom Quilfout, in this issue are Chris O'Regan. Will you please get out of the way? I've got a platform to jump on. Just in the way. Sorry. Hello, everyone. Uh, Tony Atkins. Hello. And Darren Gargett. Hello. And uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is a uh, massively multiplayer party game with up to 60 players online in a free-for-all struggle through round after round of escalating chaos until one victor remains. It was developed by Mediatonic, in, uh, based in London, UK. Uh, previously, they worked on Gears Pop. Oh, I don't know anyone who's ever played that, but but it, it exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fable Fortune, which was apparently a card game that was supposed to tie into Fable Legends, which is a bit uh, kind of... Um, but uh, uh, they had one or two people prototyping four guys. Uh, the, the, the team then expanded to up to 40 devs at, at peak development, and that's... As far as I'm aware, that's the initial launch kind of period or pre-launch in 2020. I don't know. Uh, I assume it's a bigger team now uh, that uh, at the time of recording, they've just uh, done their free-to-play launch. Um, Presumably, they've got a lot of people working, you know, server-side and design-wise and service-side. The game was published initially by Devolver Digital. It's a bit of a a different type of game, I think, uh, for them. Um, Arguably, Sony was also a kind of a co-publisher, given that um, there was some funding there because this was a PS Plus uh, launch game. Uh, The publishing rights now sit with Epic Games since it bought Mediatonic in March 2021 and took over publishing duties. We have the director, Jamie Riding. Um, We've got uh, Mediatonic creative director Jeff Tanton said that uh, designer Joe Walsh first pitched the idea, uh, first pitched the concept in 2018 as Fool's Gauntlet, a hundred player battle royale game uh, struggling to survive in an obstacle filled environment that would allow for both collaboration and sabotage inspired by, of course, Japan's Takeshi's Castle. It's a knockout and the American show Wipeout, not the game. Um, the composers were Finnish composing duo uh, Jukio Kallio and Daniel Hagstrom. Uh, I don't know if uh, further composers have been added since or, or if more music's been added uh, in the recent uh, seasons and, and updates and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to shout out one or two more people in the relevant sections below. The game was built in Unity. Um, one wonders whether they will move to Unreal at some point, <laughs> um, possibly, uh, now that they're in uh, Epic Games company and it was released sort of some way into the most depressing bit of the coronavirus pandemic um, before we had any vaccines in august 4th 2020 on steam and playstation 4 and was um air quotes free on playstation plus uh which since rocket league rocketed to success via that method in 2015 has been seen as one key route to success for such a uh, such a game seeking a large player base out of the gate. But I think um, a lot of sort of a lot of people said that on Steam is is where it's found a massive audience as well, uh, where it was a, a paid game. 
Um, but uh, just in recent days, on June, uh, as of June 21st, 2022, Fall Guys has gone free to play under the name Season 1 Free For All. Uh, it's launched on Xbox, Switch and the Epic Games Store. Uh, it's actually been delisted now on Steam, so you cannot buy it there, although uh, people with the Steam copy will continue to receive the same updates as Epic Store players, as I understand it. It's reset its seasons. I think it got to season six. Uh, uh, those are uh, for the legacy seasons. Um, it's now back to season one and it has a battle pass structure now. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure it didn't have that before. Someone correct me if that's wrong, but it definitely does now. And where you grind now to unlock cosmetics and currency in the way that you do in Fortnite and I'm sure a gazillion other um sort of uh pretenders to the Fortnite crown um uh and there's a new in-game currency showbucks and uh it has cross play i believe full cross play um it's part of this new dawn this kind of once playstation sort of let the walls down and everybody's playing nice now um and cross progression across all platforms which is lovely i think uh, sales wise um i'm sure i could have dug out a few more stats than this but according to uh, wikipedia by august uh, 28th of august so the same month it launched 2020 it was the most downloaded monthly uh, ps plus game of all time uh, that was in the month it launched at the time and by november 2020 the game had reached more than 10 million sales on steam mediatonic confirmed more than 11 million pc sales in december 2020 so Giant, giant cells. More than a ton of AAA games, yeah. you know. Um, just very quickly on Steam, uh, I just quickly popped in to see the, the reviews at the time, just before before it went free to play. Uh, the recent reviews were mostly positive. Uh, all reviews were very positive. Uh, Metacritic, uh, back in 2020, it was 81 from 52 critics. Open Critic was 80, uh, top critic average, and 92 critics recommend, so well regarded critically um whatever that counts right. for for a game like also this. in its time it's been review bombed a couple of times with poor seasons mm. so <laughs> you know yes i i did suspect that with the, <laughs> with the steam stuff um mm. it does seem like the kind of game that would be kind of uh, a target for that kind mm-hmm. of thing and awards wise golden joysticks 2021 best multiplayer and best family this one feels a bit weird should we do our personal histories with this game but it just doesn't feel like the kind of game that I don't know that, that we're going to have long, tortured personal histories. But uh, Tony, why don't you kick us off? Well, back in the mist of time, when I was a week, <laughs> no. obviously it's a it's a relatively new game. You know, it's so yeah, it's not much to have a history. But I guess whether the the history will be whether you were there day one and jumping on board, and and whether you've been playing it every day since and up until this podcast. And the answer to both those questions is yes and no. So, like most people, the you know free PlayStation Plus games. Obviously, we say free of apprentices because it's kind of you're paying for the service. But you know, whenever those things come up, you want to make sure they're downloaded, and you tend to want to try these new things you've you've downloaded. And Fall Guys is one of those games that, from the moment you just have a quick little go on, it it's not like there's a barrier there at the very start you know you're not learning a bunch of controls the whole thing just makes sense straight from the get-go and yeah like most people i played it for a few hours and went that's fun and didn't then continue playing it pretty much for the last 
couple of years up until the show where I've now been playing it, uh, I guess a month prior to the crossover to the the new free-to-play model, and then obviously a few days into the free-to-play model. So a little span across the board, but I did have to do a bit of kind of research in the background to see what happened in between that kind of first season all the way, all the way up until now. So I would have tested for season one and season six, and then free-to-play. Um, and done a little bit of research of what happened in those uh, remaining preceding seasons stuck between those two points, which, you know, uh, actually some really interesting information to, to, to discuss through because the community have been very much up and down about uh, with this game as those seasons have come out. So, Chris, did you did this game make you uh, uh, did this game land at an incredibly important time in your life? It landed in a, at a time in my life, certainly <laughs> August um, 2020. <laughs> was a period that I was alive and conscious. Um, there was a period of upheaval at that time mm. for me personally. Um, those of you who know me know what that upheaval was. And um, this was a nice distraction from that. You could have put it out there. And obviously, that period of time is when the current generation of consoles were being pre-ordered and everyone's getting very excited. So this landed just at that same time where everyone's, you know, gabbing off about that. Um and it's hard to believe that, you know, the current gen is now almost two years old, mm-hmm. just to remind everyone of the passing of time. Um, and I, I like everyone else, you know, what happens on a on a Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month, you go off to PlayStation Plus and go, oh, look, there's two new games, one of which is probably terrible or I have no interest in or I've already got. But this one is one I didn't, I just knew about. I've been reading about Saw things and thought, well, that looks like, you know, gang beasts, only not as... Dull and sorry, and uh, and they go well. This I like this idea of clumsy platforming because it's like the antithesis of platforming when I was a wee lad. Um, so I I I certainly played it in season one like like Tony, but then just walked away from it because I got distracted by you know real life events and uh, didn't return to it until season six again like Tony. This almost. Mirroring. I I played it exclusively on the on the. Uh, so that's not true. Started on PlayStation Four, then on, on, when moved on, migrated to PlayStation Five, um, because it's on PlayStation Plus, of course. And been and I played it on PlayStation Five uh, in both the end of season six and the beginning of this new season one. So I did see all the different sort of types of experiences. It is markedly different. Gotta say that. I'm not gonna say it's better. I'm just saying it's different. Um, uh, for me, because I haven't spent the last two years or so p- playing it. I'm sure um, many of those who have fair play to you, but um, yeah, it, so really my personal history with it is, oh, that's a nice uh, fun multiplayer game without the baggage. So what I mm. like about it is it hasn't got the baggage, but we'll come to that later. But that's for me. Four Guys is a multiplayer game, which the likes of myself and another similar age groups who doesn't have a a clique of, of friends that they play online with, um, you know, that you <laughs> bounce off of those. Whereas um, you just need when, to ask, Chris. You know, <laughs> I do need to ask. Uh, but uh, whereas now it's just like, well, this game, you just yeah, you are playing with other people. However, uh, the, the the that relationship is nowhere near as as uh, shall we say uh, complex as other multiple. It's, it's funny you say it doesn't have any baggage, and this isn't really a, a thing. But it's no. Um, it's like, you know, having done that research of what happened in the preceding seasons between one and six, where I jumped on. Right. 
there's definitely baggage. Like oh, there's, there's uh, definitely baggage. Yeah, but there, okay, there is... baggage of I'm blissful. Let me just put it this way: when I say baggage from season one, so when it came on, it didn't. You know, it from it, it had its own fresh approach. Between now and between between now and then, I'm sure there's a whole supermarket full of 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 shopping of of bag of bags. Um, my, my simile there is not really working, but analogy, I should say. But point being, uh, yeah, that's that's my history. It's very similar to Tony's. Only it was a very nice distraction from rubbish stuff that's happened to me at the time. And Darren, yeah. So I think I was looking for something for me and little one to do during you know lockdowns and that. And um, I've been listening to podcasts since launch, and I I kind of felt like the game from some. You know, some opinions were kind of, I found to be a bit too, like, critical. I think a lot of people were expecting this game to be, like, the next big, massive, you know, like, taken over the world Fortnite type of thing. And I think there was a lot of expectations put upon this game by just the general populace, right? It was like, oh, Fall Guys is coming, it's going to be bigger than Fortnite, bigger than Rocket League. And then when it came out, people were just like, oh, it doesn't play very well, does it? And it, it, I keep falling <laughs> off and, like, I keep wobbling all over. It's not that, it doesn't, it's not very precise. And I was like... Uh, okay right i think people are taking this game too seriously so what i did was i just left it for a bit and i just thought i'll get to it one day it looks very much my kind of thing you know i'd love in real life to actually go through one of these levels with 59 other people and have a blast so the idea of this game just completely appeals to me aesthetic the music just the characters like i was like yep i'm in for this didn't have a playstation did i so i was like oh okay well that, that's kind of put that to bed and then i got a ps5 and i thought hmm i could I could get some full guys in my in my PlayStation now, and I did, and I put it on for a little one, little Ivy, and I was like, Ivy, got to check out full guys. It's going to be great. And playing that game with a four, five year old is probably more like intense thing I've ever experienced in all my life. It's so <laughs> it's so fun and colourful that she's actually like hopping in front of the telly, telling me what to do, shouting at me, Daddy, do this now. I was like. I've got to turn this off because I can't I can't play this game with <laughs> just this kind of audience around me. Like the pressure was no. way too much. So I was like, Ivy, we're never playing Fall Guys again. I'm deleting it. <laughs> oh no. No, I said, Oh, I you're said, let's just put this to one side because I can't handle the drama. Oh no. Yeah. So we we had a few rounds and we won a few crowns. And I played it when she was asleep and I felt guilty because that's what you do as a parent, you always feel guilty. And um I I really liked it. And then I put it to bed for a bit and then I got hold of Nick Suits and Simon Sloth and I said, you know what? We should play some Fall Guys. So we did about, I'd say, half a year later, got back on it and we really enjoyed our time with it. Um, and then we stopped. And then it came around when the free-to-play stuff came out and uh, yeah, I started playing it again. And I, and I really like it. <laughs> and I don't know how long it's going to last before it stops. But uh, I think I've won two rounds in total, but it doesn't stop me from having a jolly good time. You know, yeah. But it, like, it, it's never really taken my full attention away. It's never mm. like really kind of whisked me away with the win. Oh, this is the best multiplayer game ever. I'm gonna to to spend all my no. life playing it. But it's really no. good. It's really good for just pick up and play. Yes. Put down and turn off uh, video games and yeah. And I, yeah. That's kind of my history of it, really. Cool. Well, I, I, uh, well, I'm sad to hear that you can't play it with your child because you're too excited. My children. I don't drug them, I swear, but my children are just very, must be just very, very, very laid back. They're three and six. And I spent the last week kind of playing it with them and, and, and actually pad, passing the pad round. And they're quite competitive. They just want a go. They just want their go and want one more go. And they're quite cross with each other when they 
fail, but they don't they don't get jump up and and get too excited. Uh, it's like our man fool guy in the in the room. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is my child, so there's an element of like I'm to blame for this situation. Cause yeah, hyperactive, <laughs> numb face. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, yeah. So I mean, my history. I mean, it's pretty much just the same as bits of all of your guys. I I played at launch. I actually, you know. I don't really need to disclose this particularly, but I mean, I work with, with Lace Records, the vinyl label. We work very closely with Devolver, those filthy animals at Devolver Digital. Um, they published this game. I have never really worked on this game or products particularly related to this game, but so so there's no kind of link there or anything like that. But um, uh, I played at launch. Um, it's I found, I was there at launch, I think, for Rocket League as well. And exactly like that, um a, a multiplayer game where it's fun to fail is just a good laugh to be there at launch and just jump in a, a a few couple of times over a couple of nights and then forget about it to be honest and then yeah and then when i saw it come up i kind of forgot i put it down on the the kind of like the cane and rinse list of of sort of saying you'd be up for shows and it was one of those lovely cane and rinse surprises when we announced the the list. And I was like, huh, Fall Guys, what an interesting pick. This is going to be a really curious year because there's a mix of things. Normally, I associate cane and rinse with like heavy single player games. It's going to be like hours and hours of like, you know, slogging through it to remind myself <laughs> whatever. And then this one is just the absolute complete opposite because, you know, guilt free. I can just just knock in for, for 20, 20 minutes, just leave it till the fortnight before you know, put in a couple of 20 minute rounds over the few weeks before, play with the kids. And it's an absolute joy. Contrast that with the last show I did, which was Subnautica, where I was really struggling through it <laughs> and kind of the save system was horrible there. This was an absolute joy. And then the free to play stuff hit and a bunch of noobs came in, which allowed me to get <laughs> some crowns. And I was having a great time. So, so yeah, I'm feeling very bouncy bouncy coming in here i didn't play any of the other just like um chris and i think um yeah i didn't play any of those other middle seasons either um i might have dipped in once or twice i can't even remember but uh yeah pretty much book bookended experience the meat of the discussion will be the gameplay so i thought uh let's maybe get the art style and the aesthetics and the music sort of quickly wrapped up um before we get to that um so with the art and graphics just to kick it off uh, we had lead artist rob jackson who gave the game its candy color palette uh i would personally describe it as sort of chunky safe for children mm, rounded way. edges um uh, you know and and me personally i've just been paying more attention to these things lately uh, there's some slightly off angle uh, uh, graphic design kind of chunky rounded white fonts oh, it's it. a bit 70s oh, it's yeah. a bit 90s mm-hmm. um and of course we have the the different arenas with different themes and stuff and uh uh we have co- of course the central characters that that um, weren't called beans to begin with the devs didn't call them beans they called them full guys but i think um colloquially and then officially became known as beans um the the concept came from uh concept artist artist dan huang who t- took inspiration from the Yeti guy figures made by Kid Robot. Um, but bizarre oversized costumes are also something you see in Takeshi's cast- castle mm. and the, the lead dev uh, described them as something between figurine and football mascot. Um, apparently uh, designer Amy Pearson finalized the character design and gave them butts. 
So, how do you chaps feel about the the look of Fall Fall Guys? If I was to um, point a finger to a video game in recent modern era, I go. So, someone comes up to me and goes, "I haven't played video games for twenty years. What would you What would you point me towards to a video game? Like Nintendo stuff would come to the forefront because that's accessible. It's nice. It's you know, it's beautiful to look at. And then I'd I'd probably end up somehow like pointing my finger through you know, oh, and video games go through to the you know the, the shooters and this and that. But ultimately, I would come and go, right, video games at the moment are Fortnite and Fall Guys. That's just how we got to. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if, you, if you were to explain a video game to someone in the modern era, it's online, it's colourful, it's free to play now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it ticks a lot of the boxes that would sum up a modern video game. And like that, um, that's not a derogatory term. It's not like a negative. Like That is exactly what I would tell someone that video games have become in 2022 mm. do you know what i mean like there's there is no finer in my opinion there's no better example of, of a video game or two in either Fortnite and fall guys or, or maybe rocket league to a certain extent because it is kind of the summation of what video games have become and the reason why they're all under epic's umbrella is because they know that and they know that the games like this are the present and the future uh, but fall guys for me aesthetically regardless of its online mechanics and its infrastructure, like, it ticks all the boxes. Like, if anything, I want more. I want it to be a bit more high neon colours and corners. And it, it does do the neon sometimes. But I want <laughs> I it to... Oh, yeah. would blow I'll, up if it was any more neon than it is. I want, it, I want <laughs> a Snapchat filter where it cranks it up to 11. Oh, like, so I want it to be <laughs> yeah. in my face. Like Some of my favourite environments have the neon, I've got to say. The, the yeah. black dark with the neon lights. I like that. Don't get me wrong. I love the blue sky stuff as well. That's glorious. There's the word. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I, I really, it, it is so, it pops out of the TV screen, even though 3D is long since dead. It's somehow, it's, I think it's wonderful. If someone's picked up a console now and they haven't played since the PlayStation 1 days, I would, I've, got, I've got a PlayStation 5, I've got a Switch, I've got an Xbox Series, whatever. What game should I play first? I'd be like, you can play Fall Guys, it's free, and there's loads yeah. of people playing it, and you can play with your friends regardless of where they're playing. And it looks really nice and colourful and it sounds great. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's such an easy point now. Like, It's such an easy finger to point at. Just go, that game. And I think that's all by design. And I think, you know, Fall Guys in its current free-to-play kind of form is, is that. It's, it's, it's becoming a top-tier video game for the family. Do you know what I mean? And, and video games, to me, are mostly about fun with your family. Yeah, I, I think it works on, on two levels. One... It is very approachable. You know, it, you, anyone could play this game and not really be offended by it unless, you know, you're somebody that's easily offended by happy. Um, but it's I think there's there's a lot more subtle to it that goes on beyond that. You know, I think having the ability to have such bold colours means that they can telegraph things in the distance really clearly. Like you can see mm. a gate that you can't get through partly because you've got yellow next to blue like two of those colors that absolutely correspond against each other and it's really clear to the player where they have to go and they do that a lot throughout all the levels because they can use such bold colors you can really focus and they they don't always over like i think to darren's point like, i think they could overdo this i think it's very much right at the edge of that limit where much more and it would just be blend into one much less than it wouldn't be as kind of happy pop that it is it's, it's like a really happy pop song i mean we will get into the music but you know the music is just an extension of the graphics right it's kind of like happy happy go 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 you know to add to the level design 
of it all. Like the actual textures on certain floors, you know, they've got arrows on. The, the, the game is very clever in kind of signposting what you should be doing without really like pushing it in your face. Like different floors have different textures. You know, as you run past the checkpoint, there's a kind of a, like a padded bit that goes across to signify a checkpoint and it makes the noise, which would you know be part of the sound design. Uh, but overall, like, like, like Tony said, you know where you're headed and you know exactly where you're standing on at any one point because the way they've textured the, the you know the polygons and the graphics, like the, the way it's all textured in front of you is is by design. It's on purpose. Like, you know, the edges have kind of a... It, I, I'll keep saying soft play because that's what it is. Like if you go to a soft play yeah, center, it's, it's, it's very yeah, much like exactly. this. You know, it's, yeah, all, yeah. it's all padded. It's all kind of designed. So if you do fall and, and you're not going to hurt yourself... And Fall Guys is exactly that. It's, it's designed for these beans to tumble around, just like a bunch of five-year-olds at a soft play. Let's let's polish off aesthetics. Uh, the music. Um, the, there's the 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 two two composers. It's it's very silly, but it's very cleverly silly. Um, they've designed it very deliberately to be kind of Eurovision and TV sports programs. The whole thing is designed around a kind of TV show um, aesthetic. Um, apparently the composers listened to 70s and 80s TV shows, TV sports programs. Uh, it's a very synth heavy um, soundtrack, as you, you you might expect. It's very upbeat party music. But there's some slap bass in there. There's some gibberish choral singing. There's a lot of um, what the composers call Eurovision modulations, which is where it's not like a key change at the end of a ballad. It's like... Um, a way to make the song always feeling like it's going up a gear and then it goes up a gear again and then it goes up a gear mm-hmm. again even though musically you might even be stepping down in chords but the the composers have done lots of clever things to just get you back on your feet keep you moving forward keep you happy um, again there's a maybe a cynical point to say well you know you're kind of in this fun fantasy land and as an adult you can you can see what's going on and you can choose to step away after however long a play session and be like, yeah, that was fun. You know, bedtime now or whatever, you know, different or Elden Ring now or, or, you know, depressing game or, or something different <laughs> now. But, but as a kid, um, I wonder just how kind of, um, I, I, I think you've you know, really hit the nail on the head about the, the game show stuff and the sports yeah. and, the, and the upbeat and it really ties in, very much to the front end, I have to say, mm-hmm. and the whole build up to the actual because I'm not really hearing the music when I'm playing. I'm gonna say I'm listening to many other um spot effects than the actual music, which is great, but the, it's really on the front end is where the music Yeah, that first one that as it the camera spins around and gets everyone on the I'm pretty sure there's music constantly There is, but like Chris, I don't know. I don't know. I I've not all I know is that one song that pl- seemingly just yeah. plays in my head 24-7 yeah. if I'm... And when you're oh, you falling the down the screen, sky. The slap bass, the you recognise the loading screen slap bass tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably will. No, yeah. That's the one. I, I can hear a few songs in my head and I, I don't think they're earworms as such, but I I have acknowledged that I, I can hear different themes and different tunes yeah. in my head. Um, it, it's, it's kind of like a subdued version of the Super Monkey Ball soundtrack, which is probably why I like it. Be like, very true, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, Super Monkey Ball is kind of, it's more, obviously it's more ja- Japanese in its, in its aesthetic aesthetic and late 90s, early 2000s. But this is kind of like a, a, a modern 
modernization of that and yeah the, the tunes are very similar do you know if, what? i haven't put those two together and you are spot I mean, on if, they if are get, very if, similar if you get super oh, yeah. monkey ball and you put 59 other balls on a, on a, on a course the, the <laughs> yeah. two games are very similar which is probably why they i are. like it quite a lot yeah hmm. And has anyone got any comments on the on the sound design or any particular mm. sound effects? Or, yeah, yeah. Or... I love the checkpoint sound effect. It's so like, ah, oh, that's good. It really cuts through, doesn't it? It really, it's so loud over everything else. <laughs> the, the, the mixing of it is perfect because like, yeah, okay, it's good. You know, it's up there with Oli Oli Worlds in regards to that aspect of it. Yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> got through that bit um, I think um, you know, do, it's do the beans do the beans make a noise as they yeah, jump yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. In the fall when you tumble like yeah. yeah and you can yeah, hear it I think, I think I, I can't summon any one sound to mind but because I can say things like that it must be worth mm-hmm. like everything must oh, just about do they're constantly chattering away the beans are constantly they just don't shut up yeah, 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 yeah. running along and just do little squeaky voices like shut up but, nope nope back, they, they, they've yeah. got to get to where they're going or more to the point or maybe trying to survive depends on back the thing. to your yeah, um, sorry your ballpoint <laughs> pulpit analogy it is it is actually yeah. even the music does it because it's that kind of upbeat music it feels like every time you fall over the music picks you up and pushes you forward like there's yeah. constantly someone behind you just going yep go 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 and obviously yeah, yeah. it's a race to the end the whole point of that it is but the music does its job of actually seemingly propelling you at the same time as the, you know, the visuals going on. Like everything seemingly is pushing you from behind to get you to that place at the end. And there's nothing else in the way that is, is you know, preventing you from seeing that goal. And the music is a really, really important thing. And I think that that one song that everybody knows that kind of pan round and get you going every time it happens. And I'm like, I've heard mm. this song, whatever, three, four hundred times. And it's still an earworm and it's still getting me going. And I'm mm. still excited about to start and do the same thing I've probably done mm. you know, yeah. 100 times before. It's really, really you know, effective at doing I mean, that. Very quickly before we move on, I think the other aspect that's very successful about the music and sound design is that this isn't just a kind of propel you forward game. It's also a survival game in certain instances, isn't it? Where your heart's pounding and you're just mm-hmm. like, jump on this tile, jump on that tile jump on this tile no don't come towards me jump on that tile and you're just so there's 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 some of the ticket you know takeshi castles stuff in there where it's just like you're just trying to survive long enough and i think the game doesn't like as i as far as i recall it doesn't overwhelm you with like extra dangerous music or something it doesn't like ratchet no, no, it, it up no. too much no, or no. overwhelm you or, or something like that so I think even like the, it's more natural, like your heart is pounding and you know it's a tent, you know it's the final round. It feels more natural that you're tense in that moment rather yeah. than the game is like overwhelming you with audio cues that mm. this is the final round and there's like lava and, and you know, they don't, they don't kind of, they don't go for it. Yeah, it doesn't do like the comedy that. kind of slap noises or like kung fu punch noises, you know. It could easily do that. It could easily go... Like all the comedy, like library sound effects, it, it could put that in the game and turn it up to you know fifteen and go have all these noises at once. But it doesn't. It's quite subtle in its use of those kinds of knocks and splats and stuff like that. It's never really kind of you know over exaggerated, which is kind of falls in line with the color palette. It doesn't really go that extra mile because if it did, like as much as I'd appreciate it, I reckon it would be too much. Yeah. 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 Okay, well let's let's get into the uh, the meat of this thing. Uh, from the forum, Thomas L says, 
After many months of isolation and not seeing my friends, having something daft we could do together every night after work, whilst lockdown in tier three was the tonic for me and my friends was the tonic me and my friends needed. We still have our messenger group listing our total crowns. I'll forever be stuck on two. <laughs> oh, well, I'll probably forever be stuck on two. But I got them in one night the other night, Thomas. So you and me both. Um, right. So gameplay and uh, we'll kind of tie in, I think, gameplay and game structure because mm. you know they are so uh, intimately linked. Gameplay, I believe there are just three buttons if you don't count the emotes, um, which are on the D-pad. Uh, for 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 uh, uh, pad players, we have jump, we have dive, which gives you a bit of distance, but you have to pick yourself up again slowly. We have grab, the fairly contentious grab button. Uh, you can grab other beans, you can grab ledges and pull yourself up, and you can grab objects in certain games. And that's the gameplay, I think. Uh, no, that's <laughs> being facetious, yeah. of course. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Oh, you can. And you can move with the less stick as well. Let's, 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 yeah. well. Like Super Monkey Ball, right? Yeah. That, that game has one method of controlling. There's no other buttons if you discount the other games in the series and the, the remake. Super Monkey Ball is left stick only, go. Like, and that, that's not a detriment to the game. It's one of the hardest games I've ever played. Do you know what I mean? And it's challenging and it's taxing and it's also fun. It's just got a left analog stick. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, four guys here having a few buttons and the left stick to move and a, contr- and a camera stick. Um, you know, the, less is often more when it comes to video games of this nature. Mm. And if it had any more buttons to press, it might alienate a few million players. Absolutely. And and as we know, animation, level design, physics, we think about gang beasts, Mm -hmm. uh, human fall flat, uh, on the funnier side of physics, actually, it should be noted. But of course, Super Monkey Ball... There are, there are skill games, many, 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 many skill games throughout video game history where the, where the physics have to be spot on. Um, uh, yeah, so so just broadly, before we get into the game structure and the rounds and the, and the sort of individual games, uh, do you guys have anything to say about kind of animations and physics, broadly speaking, and, and those, uh, those particular mechanics? Um, uh, how do you feel about them? I think it's one of the funniest games I've ever played. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't say anything. Like, no. you know, it whimpers, it groans, but just seeing 59 other kind of, you know, padded beans running across, yeah. a, you know, a, a, a padded kind of platform and they're all just falling to, I don't know, like a custard pit yeah. or like a, like a, like a rhino that will hoof you off the side of a level. But <laughs> the game for me is comedy. And if a game gets me laughing, then I'm going to come back. Yeah. Um, so in terms of gameplay, like I, I heard a lot of frustration when this game first came out. Like, oh, the game's not precise enough for me to win every time. And I'm just looking at it thinking, I don't really mind if I don't no, win all the time because no. it's just it's just a slapstick video game. And that's funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you just get boshed around their head by a rotating fist, like, what's not funny about that? That's great. It's a, it's a good point. But there, it is precise. I have found in recent weeks, it is precise enough mm-hmm. to carry out strategies um as well like I, I must commend it because for instance uh, on the round where you start at the top and then the block you fall down the levels as the blocks go i mm. was running around like a headless chicken until i saw some the winner had been doing this very specific strategy of jumping from platform to platform in a really slow way um and then i the next time i was won that round i won i think i won a crown that go and i did that same strategy and the jumping was precise enough 
the platforming was precise enough for me to carry that out with pinpoint precision so um so yeah so i think that it is both both precise and loose enough and by by mm, that that's a really oxymoron but for me it's loose enough for new players not to be dominated and i think one of the key things for this this game is it's not about who comes first in most of the the rounds it's about coming whatever in whatever the split may be that that top 10 that top 20 that top 30 percent of whatever it decides that round may be and it gives people of different skill levels the chance to actually feel like they're progressing in something so as a new player you come in it might be your first ever time and you've got 60 other people and it's pretty lax it's like it's what 48 49 people need can qualify so you've you know, mm. yes, okay, if you go out in that first round, you feel, oh, God. But actually, you know, most people will get through that first round. And in, and you'll feel like, okay, I'm progressing. And then, obviously, as the rounds progress a bit more and more, the stakes are, are still there. Yes, you're going to have higher skilled level players that have been playing it a long time. But actually, it seems to be mixed in with enough players that, you know, are all incompetent enough at the same school level to find themselves <laughs> maybe actually get into that final round and in that final round there's a lot of stuff you can do as a player like there is certain techniques and areas you can get to to you know to be the one that ultimately comes out of the crown but the fact that actually still 10 people can get to that that end round and it's what four or five rounds in depending on what you're doing i think is the actual genius point of the game it's not about say a Fortnite or a Warzone about who comes number one and it's not primarily just about a team game although it does have team games it's about just feeling like you've you're having fun whilst progressing and mm. if you do get to that crown and I always say this to my my daughter's blessing like they're at that age where they want to win everything and I, I, and and you have to explain <laughs> to them like there can only be one winner and it sounds so patronizing but you know there only one person will win out of what 60 player counts yeah. And the chance of you being that one is, I think, relatively higher in this game than any game of Fortnite because of the skill level that is required yeah. there. Um, there yeah, is I a mean, chance for you to do, yeah. still do it. There is one yeah. aspect I want to talk about, which we glossed over a little bit, but I want to focus a little bit on, on the camera and how really camera management in this game, I've found personally, uh, as a camera management, it's full guys, get over yourself, Chris, but using the camera to your benefit, constantly moving mm-hmm. it, so you can see where you are going to go. Uh, yeah. It sounds really obvious, but I found my muscle memory from, I'm showing my age here, from playing games like Jet Set Willie and Manic Mine have come really handy with four guys. Because it's like the, the movement of things or the things that are going to hurt you or knock you away. Um, my timing for that was where you jump when it's in front of you. Because by the time you get there, it's gone. You know, yeah. that's just that's just you know, you just know how to do that because I've been doing that for decades. Mm. So I was I was sitting there going, "Thanks, thanks, minor Willie, you'd, you'd save me there." But really, the moving <laughs> the camera and looking looking down and making sure you know, there we go. It's just and also people watching or bean watching. There's so many like levels going. Well, I'm going to let them take the risk on go this first, one. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, after I, you, please. I've got an absolute yeah. prime story of that is that I was doing the one where you have to run through the doors, essentially. Doors, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Doors. So in the middle. I was yeah, out in yeah, front yeah. and I was literally running through a door and I did this a couple of times and I've got my yeah. daughter sitting behind my shoulder and she's going, Dad, what are you doing? It's like, just stay yeah. in the middle of the pack because you're only trying to get in the top 20, which you'll do because let everyone else yeah. find out that like, you don't need to come first. And you know, she no. just literally showed me the tip of just... Hand back, be in the middle of the pack, 
And eventually, I, I came first in the race doing that. Doing yeah, that once, just eventually actually. let everyone else because you could even be the person yeah. right at the front, the last door, hit the wrong yeah. door, remaining the three, and then you yeah. become like whatever twelfth or thirteenth. And yeah, it was just, and that's the most simple, like, literally the most simplest and obvious technique of the, of that level. But that goes beyond so many of these levels. Like there's little tricks and tips. And I will say, actually, somebody coming back into this, into season six and playing on the PlayStation 5. And yeah, the skill level certainly was higher than I've seen this week where it's gone free to play and there's new players in. And because you'd, you'd have people jumping on middle of platforms, people that what seemingly, you know, you a swinging um, mallet of the level would seemingly hit them. But in fact, they're running down this one part of the level where it doesn't actually touch them. Even though there's a collision there, it doesn't knock them off. And once you see that, you're like, Oh, okay. So you can do that, and you you pick up these things all the time. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen some some yeah, shortcuts. It's, and stuff. Like you posted in the, in the in the Slack channel, the the guy doing that one level in like twenty three seconds, and you know, I think the average time is probably like two and a half minutes for most people. It's like, well, well, should we? I mean, since we, I think we're clearly itching to talk about individual rounds. So let's let's mm. talk. The real meat of this is probably the the game structure. So, um, we could have started here really up to 60 people compete in several rounds typically i think four to five to be the one to win the crown either grabbing it as part of the final game or being the last person standing uh, depending on the game i'm not sure quite how though that works in every different type of show um if anyone does uh you know inform you know let us know how we go there's different types of shows uh basically round playlists Currently, at the time of recording, we have Solo, we have Duo Squad, which I personally really uh, have enjoyed in the last couple of days. Uh, we have Four Player Squad and we have a limited time uh, live event, Stadium Stars, uh, which I think is just a playlist of the newest uh, rounds that have been added since it went uh, free to play. And, and you select... Uh, what type of shows you want to kind of be in the mix if you don't want any of those type of shows you just want the solo sh show with everything in it <clears throat> you just select that one and you you go to the main show if you want to mix it up and you want to do any of those kinds of different shows you can select all of them and have it have it randomized or if you just want to focus in on say you know duo squad you could just select that one um uh and yes so the the way those squads mechanics works is you have squads of two to four people um you must achieve together in each round or face group disqualification um your squad mates depending on the round the type of round your squad mates can actually keep you in the show mm -hmm. uh overall if even if you individually fail around i won a crown because my squad mate was a champion uh, uh he kept me in one round i kept him in the next round and we we got there in the end that was really a fantastic uh, fantastic evening i have no idea who he was um or she of course um that was that was really fun uh, i think hard mode i've seen appear uh, that was at the end of season six i believe was there um i don't know how many times that has come up during the the recent seasons um <clears throat> we've had special shows uh we've had influencer curated playlists lots of kind of limited time novelty curated shows um there's been all all races that kind of thing and then just before uh, i let you guys off the leash let's go over the types of round we have of course the race type of round which is the the typically the first round 
stuff like Tundra Run, uh, DoorDash, and Night Fever. I always get Night Fever. I don't know why. <laughs> it always seems to get. Uh, and the lead designer actually said that the most important thing for them was that, um, in terms of simplicity of design and mass appeal, that these each type of uh, round could be explained in basically three or four words. So a race, race to the finish. Um, we have hunt. So stay in the zone, pop bubbles, bounce through the hoops. I find these very stressful. Um, <laughs> we have tea, team. Uh, we have score points or goals, collect the eggs, that kind of thing. Don't get jinxed. We have survival, which I do actually quite enjoy. I think I'm quite good at them. Run from the fan. Don't get knocked out. We have logic. I hate these. Count the fruit, match the icons, that kind of thing. Uh, and then we have um, final, uh, uh, things like full mountain. Um, so don't fall off or, or, and of course, grab the crown. Um, and uh, some of the newest rounds added recently include hexaring, speed circuit and volleyball, uh, volleyball, sorry. And I believe those all take place in a giant blunder dome. Uh, which is this huge arena. So, yes, guys, have at it. What are some of your favourites, some of your least favourites? Are there any particular types of shows you've been leaning leaning towards lately? Basically, anything that involves me running and platforming on my own, I'm I'm happy with. But if it involves <laughs> other people and coordination, I, I, I kind of think, oh, I've lost this one. <laughs> <laughs> For me, my favourites are the survival ones. I love those, um, provided they don't involve you finding like matching the, the memorizing the, the the pattern on the or the, the fruit, and then going, oh, oh no, it's appeared. It's like oh, what, oh, everyone's gone over there. You no, you were all morons. No, <laughs> and you die. Uh, but uh, but for me, the survival ones and the rotating like drum, I love that one. It's just that can get really stressful, but I still love it anyway. Um, but the the ones I hate, the ones I don't like, the hunt. Least of all, least of all, the ones we have to jump through the hoops for two reasons. One, I played Superman on the N64, so hoops and me don't get on. Just like <laughs> sudden, violent, horrible memory there. Um, there's so many games yeah with horrible <laughs> mini games i'm mini just game. oh you're just, you've just given me like flashbacks there you go like, if, just like yeah. no no banjo banjo kazooie is filled of those kinds of hoop moments hoop where moments, you have to yeah. get through the turtles got some hoops to jump through yeah, and they're all like, different numbers and different colors no like, blue is four yeah, yeah. and then the second point it. is as much as i really like four guys the one thing i struggle with is putting my little bean where i want him to go <laughs> assuming he has a gender want them to go sorry uh, i don't it's just not quite i can't position them like that i can land i can i can move them to 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 landing spot to landing spot that's fine but the when they're traveling yeah not so much <laughs> so <laughs> once they're up in the air that's oh, who knows what's gonna happen uh even though you know it's so for me that's 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 the worst and i think my second favorite once i know the tracks once I know the tracks, is the, are the races because I know there's a definitive end to it. But once I know the tracks, then I'm really quite happy with them, and I find myself, you know, chasing the clock, getting better at the of the tracks, which is something I only do at Forza, not 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 this. <laughs> but here I am doing that very thing, and I'll never forget once when I just just managed to qualify by actually diving. It was great. I actually mm. did a, like a photo finish of leaping over to the, and I did it. And it's just like, oh, that's awesome. That that made me feel 
grand because sometimes that little dive can make all the difference. So, yeah, that's that's for my take. I quite like the one called a wall guys, is it? Where you have to push around the pillars to get up the fort. It's kind of like a medieval kind of fort kind of um, race to the end. And you have to push the series mm-hmm. of pillars towards the next layer of the fort to get up. I'm no good at them because it involves the grab mechanic. And I find that kind of not to be hit and miss, but I'm not very good at doing it. Do you know what I mean? I kind of wish it was more Tomb Raider and it was binary. Whereas in Fall Guys, it's a bit like it could grab. It might, it might not, though. <laughs> That's fine. That's just the game to me. But um. Yeah, anything that involves sliding things around and pushing things, it, it it involves too many other people for it to be a guarantee. So I just kind of have to just it, let it go. And I go, think okay, the, that's fine. The grab fine. mechanic is a is a funny one, and from what I can work out, they've actually um, lessened the grab mechanic over the years. I think it was probably a bit more like Gang Beast, where it was a real kind of. Mm, yeah. I I've played uh-huh. a lot of Gang Gang Beast with my my daughters, and yeah, um, me too, yeah. well, but yeah, the the grab mechanic on that can actually <laughs> spoil the game because you just you you find yourself just holding on to them or yeah too, too grabby. grabby like yeah. everything revolves around that and no one actually gets anything done and actually done yeah in, in Fall Guys it's it's there and it but it's quite subtle like you can absolutely devastate people with it if they don't know that it's yeah. happening. So a prime example would be one where you've got the spinning beans around on the platform and be jumping over the beams. Really simple. And in fact, most people will, will happily jump around those beams without issue. But if, if you know the grab mechanic, you can grab somebody just a split second before the beam comes, let go of them, jump, and they get hit smack bang with the beam and they go straight out. <laughs> and But it feels it feels like it's almost the wrong game to be doing that. But it it yeah, it works. Yeah. And it's the same as the survival I, I, one at the very last rounds. If you know what you're doing, you can grab people off and just throw them off the side. And no, like if a lot, well, it's happened more recently because new players they don't expect it. Um, but once again, it I haven't seen much of happens. that though, to be honest. <laughs> there, there yeah. is, I'm sure, I'm sure, but there is a final round with bombs, yeah, where it's like the floor is falling through and you're throwing bombs, and that feels more because that's that's encouraged to kind of blast people mm-hmm. off, but you can blast yourself off. Like I mm. saw, you know, I got blown away in that round, but I probably did it myself. I saw just as many people blowing themselves yep. away as <laughs> blowing other people up so that felt fine that felt like you know it's completely part of the mechanics to kind of have a go at each other try and get each other out and yet i've barely seen i've you know the i only get the odd idiot troll standing on the finish line trying to yeah block me i've seen for, that for, for seen fun that. but you know it's only because we're in the first 10 people to get there so it's never really actually a bother anyway yeah um, I, i've but, seen so i've watched someone just stand there and grab people and push them away. And it's like, what, what are you doing? But it doesn't, you know, it's, it's just... not actually sticky enough to stop them. Yeah. Really, no, no. To be honest. Mentally. So it's not really, I, I remember at launch, it, it was a bit more yeah. annoying. And, yeah. and nowadays, but uh, I've had a lot of fun. I must say last couple of days, squad shows, the duo squad shows have really grown on me um, the last couple of days because, mainly because of those horrible logic games, those count the fruit games. Like, <laughs> I used to pride myself on my memory. <laughs> yeah. But, Two kids and sleep deprivation. My memory is absolutely shot. It is gone. It is finished. And and actually, I suspect having four, you know, dare I say, middle agey guys here. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, that's true. We're all and and you know we're all hardcore gamers. There's mm. certain of these rounds that I think we're just naturally going to feel more comfortable. We're going to feel more comfortable with the race stuff and we're going to feel more comfortable with survival stuff, probably in the team stuff as well, because 
we're going to be a bit more comfortable maybe with like timers counting down and you know la- you know sticky lava rising and kind of spatial reasoning and camera manipulation because that's just as chris you you aptly pointed out as long-time gamers that's what we used to yeah however our long our short-term memory might not be what what it once <laughs> was so that like young people might find those fruit games like ridiculously easy <laughs> because mm. but, do you no, see what no, i mean so yeah, like yeah. like a different panel a different makeup of, of panel talking about these rounds might find some of these like really hard like my six-year-old is obviously you know right stick camera control is is hard I thought I would have to like train him on a bunch of 2D games first. It hasn't been the case actually because Mario Odyssey, he's they all fell in, they both fell in love with Mario Odyssey. Even my three year old can play Mario Odyssey now and kind of move the camera around. Um, I thought camera controls would be the big sticking point for my six year old, but he's he's kind of getting there. But you know, Chris, your point was brilliant that that on the races, for instance, say Night Fever, you've Night Fever, you've got the. Um, You've got three sets of the tubes with the kind of the the spikes on them that can right. be pretty brutal, but you can actually yeah. tip the camera over and yeah. see what's coming your way and just wait yeah. half a you can wait a split second, get yeah. over them, no problem. But if you're a new player, maybe you don't have good right analog stick control, maybe you're not that used to kind of kind of put, poking the camera over the edge. You know, some of the races might be harder. Stuff like the whirly gig, um, Things where platforms tilt, especially the circular tilting, I've seen players really mm. struggle. I had a teammate on the squad games. I came in the top three players, and then I, in, I watched with horror as my <laughs> teammate I've just could not work out how to get the tilt on the on the the, the whirly gig. It might not be whirly gig actually. It, it, I can't remember the name of the round with the tilting kind of spinning top type thing. Oh, yeah, you just go, you, you go to the middle. I mean, that's, I'm, that's what you, you focus on. It's just, you, but the, the, you, phys- you, yeah, the, the physics of it, all the seesaw ones, you know, you can get really ones, stuck. Yeah. Oh. I got really stuck yeah. on the seesaw ones because for some reason <laughs> I kept going the wrong way and ending up at the bottom of it. And you <laughs> slide off. the. If it's too you tilted, do. you slide yeah. off the bottom or... So, so I guess what I'm saying is like we're of a certain age and of a certain gaming kind of pedigree. I guess I'm not, that's mm. not a boast; it's just a, a fact, no. I guess. And so, I guess certain rounds are going to feel more comfortable. Like, yep. you know, if you've been gaming, especially 3D games, platform games, some of these rounds are going to feel more comfortable when the the you know when things get panicky and get hot. That said, on the on there's one where the the slime is rising and you've got to climb up. Oh, thing. I think it was the speed oh, run one that I posted the other day. I I am um, you know, and the, the things are coming to push you <clears throat> off the course, yeah. and then the hammers just... are knocking you out. Oh, that's so difficult. I just, just cannot get up that flip. Doesn't stop, does it? I mean, it's, my... and just going going back to the um, <laughs> my kid, my three year old called me a loser when I lost that one. <laughs> yeah. like, Daddy, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But there's the final round with the hexes. That's the new one. That's, I've, that's, that's the one mm. I keep on hitting. I don't know why, but and for me, it's just like, well, it's just dissolving platforms. Been here before, and I just just like farmed 
get on farming them all the time and then dropping down and farming. Yeah, but because you've got to keep moving. So, you just keep, and it's just fascinating. But, uh, this is why I think like that. So there's good. so many nuances to any of these one things. See, for you, I know the dissolving platform one. You're talking up in the sky. There's three layers of platforms. It's yeah, about yeah. who is the last one to stay on this platform. Right? Super yeah, simple. Yeah. Super yeah. simple. And in fact, you can run round and. If you're lucky, you just win that one out of pure luck of just staying up. Yes. But actually, yes. like there's a bunch of stuff you can do to really highlight there. Mm. So part of that is segregating yourself away from other players in that round. So other like people. you could, do, Stay away yes. from you other could do a, a chunk of two or three platforms that means that nobody else can get into your section of platforms, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah. even once you're on those platforms, if you jump and then dive, it gives you another half a second window to stay on that one platform. So if you do that across over, say, 10 platforms, suddenly you've got like an extra five or six seconds in the air that you wouldn't have if you just literally sat there and walked on each one of those platforms. So there's these little things yeah. that you can do. The trick is not to run around yeah. and look below you when you know you're going to exactly, fall. Make sure you've got somewhere to fall on. Other the people so there's, can there's, be doing that below you. There's lots of strategy yeah. for that it's, one. So it's, I think it's what makes Fall Guys really interesting is you can actually win some of these rounds just by almost pure luck because the person around you has kind of cornered themselves, even though they're playing at a higher level, say, suddenly down below, a bunch of idiots are just like breaking all the platforms and the one platform they're up in the top sky, they've managed to stay there for a very, a very long time, but they're just, they're falling to their death because a load of idiots below have just like broken every single platform Played around out, yeah. and the guy that's been running around like a headless chicken wins the, wins the entire match. And, and that's what I think mm. makes Fall Guys more interesting for me yeah. as a multiplayer game for the masses is that actually you can be a headless chicken in some of these things and still come away with the crown, where I think if you look at something like Fortnite or any of those kind of... Rocket re- League. Yeah, like, I honestly... Like, yeah. you've mentioned Rocket League a number of times. I don't think Rocket League is fun, but there is a skill level there, which is high, if high, you high are not ceiling. defending, if you are not doing this. And that does happen in, in the team games here. Like, yes, everyone can try to get the ball over, but actually if you get somebody and you're in the communication, or there's a natural kind of communication between players. If somebody breaks away from the pack of just trying to score and starts to disrupt the other team, like push their ball in one direction or stop them from getting their egg by just basically camping in the, in the back, which I've been a part of, you can absolutely <laughs> dominate because other people aren't playing like that. But equally, you could have 10 people that don't know that any of those strategies and just have a good time and win a crown. And that's, you know, yeah. really important. I think the um, the mixture of types of rounds and how they're all varied, because we've all got preferences and weaknesses, mm-hmm. strengths. Uh, but I think the crucial element to all of this is that it's randomised. It's, it's an automatic tombola of what you're going to get. If it was a choice where 60 players were split up and you had to pr- sit on a pad to vote for them, yeah. it would be a completely different game because people would na- naturally yeah. gravitate towards their favourites. Yeah. Whereas because the game just deals it out to you like it's a bingo, like, you know, here's your next game. Oh, okay, oh yeah. cool. You have to deal with it. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you have to deal with it. And that's what makes the game so... Yeah, because even when I get count the fruit, which I hate, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I get through it. And and that feels yeah. great. Or but, in the case of if you play the squads game, sometimes you've got enough squad mates to actually carry you through mm-hmm. it, even if you get knocked mm-hmm. out. And that's a great feeling because if you can contribute on another round and, and carry them through it because they get knocked out... That's an even better feeling. So I think there's something for everyone here. And I think if you, as long as you kind of pay attention to which shows, which type of shows you enjoy the most and don't be afraid to kind of start narrowing those down. So like if you, 
you know aren't enjoying the newer rounds so much maybe turn off the stadium star show or whatever or don't turn it on in the first place if you actually really enjoy those squad games turn off the solo show you know yeah um you know don't be afraid to, to experiment and go you into can those do settings custom though can't you? you can do your own custom series of games can't you yes i did see that option unfortunately yeah. i didn't i didn't go into that and check it out no is that is that for yeah okay so there is like you can do your own sort of roster of rounds and stuff yeah, I private lobby. yeah, yeah. you know I'm, I'm sure there are options for you to you know curate your own version yeah. of four guys that you so it only plays the games that you like but when you're playing for xp or for battle pass reasons the fact that it just gives you a game that you have to play regardless yeah. of whether you like it or not is part of the magic mm. yeah well let's let's um get on to well let's add to another facet of the discussion uh and we can carry on talking about rounds and, and stuff as well uh which is rewards mm. uh which is following on from from what you say tony but i would uh, i would come back at that and say is that a criticism you know but uh, let's but just but just hold that thought in your head let's just quickly say about rewards that um the, it's all about the seas with rewards, especially now with uh, it's free to play. We have uh, crowns, which you you get if you win the whole uh, uh, show. You grab hold of the crown at the end in certain final rounds, which is a, a, a fantastic moment that not that many people have, have, have got to experience. But it is um, I got two in one night the other the other night, and that was great. And I thank all of the millions of new players <laughs> who. Um, <laughs> Allow that to happen. Uh, for, for 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 being sort of you know cannon fodder for to being my a cannon fodder. Relative, you know, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the, you know they will get better if they care to. I'm not that good, you know. I get you know it was just luck and and, and a bit of skill and, and survival games. Anyway, um, cosmetics, of course. So these are all of the C's that that you get rewarded: crowns, cosmetics, uh, uh, including of course costumes and now currencies. <laughs> Blimey. Um, we have uh, for the costumes it's worth mentioning for these beans we have the upper and the lower costumes we have a faceplate the body pattern the colour scheme and the nameplate these are the sort of the five things um, you can win and it's worth mentioning just quickly that uh, um, like Fortnite uh, and there's been a lot of brand crossovers uh, for Fall Guys, including Sonic and Knuckles, Godzilla, Cuphead, 2B, the sexy robot from Nier Automata, just what you want in a children's game. Uh, Alex uh, Gordon, Headcrab, I don't know how that quite looked, uh, from Half-Life, Chell from Portal, um, several Devolver Digital ones, which isn't a surprise, I guess, um, Tyler, Ninja, Blevins and Mr. Beast. Um, exactly who you want to see and uh just last week i've been dressed as Ezio auditori presumably to mark the the 15th anniversary of assassin's I creed master chief's so, coming um, as well so, isn't he and, i'm sure update, yes. i'm sure did again. you say i i from super monkey ball uh, yeah yeah uh, i didn't but they, but yeah. they were in there this is not a complete list by any i'm sure lara croft will I turn mean, up uh, and if um, i can say super monkey ball any more times then in terms of cosmetics for this game as soon as i got that costume on it's never coming off. So. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is moot and pointless. Well, right. I, if if I may, uh, just to come back to your point, Tony, does it does it matter that this is a this is a lighter? Uh, personally, it, that it, what you just said fills me with relief. Honestly, that this isn't a game 
where I need to kind of feel attached to my character. You know, my kids love changing the costume. I know that I can put this down for another six months, come back to it and just not care or feel attached at all. That's my personal feeling, obviously. So to me, no, it doesn't matter. Um, And like you, I think that's actually one of the reasons why I think the game is so successful because it doesn't burden the player down with all these things. I just... You know, listening to Darren talk about Super Monkey Ball and, you know, how that progressed and, you know, it gets harder and harder and you almost need to become a master at something so simple that, you know, by the end of it, you really feel like the challenge and you've and you've kind of bettered yourself. I guess this this isn't that game because it's not a single player game in that regards. And that that's not to say that there isn't a ton of learning to be had in this game, you know, to, to become, you know, competent at the maps to do them every time. You know, there is a there is a school uh, progression but then again equally because it's done by a percentile of people so many times apart from the final round it's almost like a bit like you were saying earlier you came in third and then you sit there for like a minute watching other people fall over trip over their shoelaces like multiples of times and you're like just don't don't go on that plat don't go there that platform's going the wrong way why are you you are <laughs> yeah. literally like you can't run up there why are you trying to run up there that's really what yeah. and so yeah. it's almost like Unlike Darren with putting that time into something like Super Monkey Ball, like eventually the reward is going to be that much higher. It's almost like in this, you put that time in to learn the maps. What you end up doing is sitting at the end for two or three minutes, watching everybody else not quite master the maps. And it like, I, yeah. I think that's fine. Or but that's fine for me. Like that yeah. is fine for me. But yeah, it's interesting to see what they will do with this to, to, to push it through. Because having yeah. seen people complain about the longevity of this game and and the player base going up and down and what content they've introduced to bring people back into the fold. It is, it's maybe a game that was never meant to be this, this long in the tooth, this massive live service game. I'm sure they would have kind of, they love the fact that it's turned into that, but I almost feel like they're having to, they need to change the will a little bit of what it is to continue making huge amounts of pots of gold from it. I mean, what, who am I to say this? Can I make a very, very, very quick point about something like Rocket League? The reason it's not yeah. Rocket League, in Rocket League, right, I loved Rocket it's League hard. for a little while and I <laughs> and I loved failing at it. I love being on the losing side in Rocket League as much as winning and I love scoring goals and being in defence, but I never, ever learned how to hit the ball in the air. It's just this thing I could mm-hmm. never do uh, and it seemed like this like hard skill and if hurdle, you can't do right? it now, then you Some, fail. If you can't, yeah. If you and it's just like this. I never got over it. I haven't <laughs> been back to Rocket League, and because I never got over it, um, the game holds significantly less appeal to me. Going back to kind of continue failing, even though I feel very fondly about it. However, Fall Guys doesn't feel like that at all. It doesn't feel like there's that skill hurdle. I feel like I could continue to kind of improve on it if I wanted or put it down and walk away if I wanted and just be easy peasy lemon squeezy about the whole thing and just be very light and br- uh, just not just not, yeah. not care. No, I'm, I'm not even sure it's it. a, I'm making a criticism. I'm just I I guess I'm I I'm almost making a case for what the game does because for me it works really well and i think for newer players it works really well i just wonder about that kind of long longevity of if you really do invest the time but then maybe this isn't the game for for you if that is the player yeah. who you are I mean, should, there, there is should, there is one thing i wanted to, to 
build on what Tony said earlier was about you watching other players. One of the things I did certainly early on and, and now with the new tracks and into new levels is after I've failed, I'll just stick around and see what others are doing and mm. seeing and learning from others. And that's quite fun to watch more competent, in inverted <laughs> commas, players get through and go, oh, that's a good idea. That's a you know, as I never thought of that. That's a nice idea. And then the other thing I wanted to sort of go on to is about the costumes. And um, I know we're sort of sitting again, oh, I don't really care about them. But actually, there is a bit of a gameplay mechanic to them. Because if I am wearing or dressed in a certain way that's unique from others, I can find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you start off, when you start off in the mass of people, yeah. Yes. Where am I? Oh, there I am. I'm the weird green luminous thing. There I am. Excellent. With the little crown <laughs> on top of his head. There he is. There's Chris. There he is. And it's just you know that's so. so I mean, I always um, uh, bristle a bit when people use the word cosmetic or even use the word only cosmetics uh, and say that doesn't have an impact on the game. Of course they do. Well known that they do. It's just, it's just, otherwise, they wouldn't exist. It wouldn't be cosmetics. It wouldn't be an aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, but we're it's from a generation you, that cosmetics was just something built into the game. You unlocked them as you play. Now, now it's a generation yes, where it's used yeah. as a tool to make money from the well, game. It's. I know. I, I'm it's quite. Weird. I think. I think they've got me a little bit here. Not. Not for money, but just no. because uh when we were playing and it was season six you know a couple of weeks ago everyone had you know fairly advanced costumes mm. or whatever and my kids wanted me to keep changing and my three-year-old mm. wanted the crocodile on and and i was on i was like buy, i had loads of currency or whatever and i was buying fun costumes and having fun just going through them and mixing and matching them and changing the color scheme and and it was just it was just a laugh like it was just a laugh and then, and I liked the color schemes and personally, my, my visual tastes trend towards the maximalist. So I like very colorful things. Um, and it's so different to like playing. I, I played a lot of the division two with a co-op buddy and like personalizing stuff on military dude bros, <laughs> where it's just like a tiny bit of color on a sniper rifle or whatever. I mean, what a tiny yeah, patch just... on the side of a, of a, backpack or something I and mean, oh, what no. is the point when when this is a huge bright bean in the middle of a screen yeah you know when you when you load up you know it's the, the between the difference between that is night and day when you yeah. talk about yeah and everyone fun... sees it everyone sees yeah, it for a very very long time it. whether it's and, and the if... beginning of the race or when at the end of the big board where you get shoved off when you yeah exactly you and if it's the... just there and if there's too many Ezios, you change your costume. <laughs> and especially with the, the yes. influx of free-to-play players, you see them all get knocked off the board and you're like, ha, 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 noobs <laughs> with their, you know, noobs Single with their bean. kind of plain yeah. bean skin <laughs> with no cosmetics. You're like, ha, 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 I've got some amazing costume or whatever. Um, that, you know, it does drive me forward a little yeah. bit. You know, it does affect me a little bit. And it is fun, I must admit. You know, they've got me a little bit. I didn't spend a penny on any of it, though. <laughs> just all the in-game currency. <laughs> just always in-game currency. Like, I earned that through being awesome, so I'm going to wear a stupid weird feather hat because so, I can. So, Tom, I mean, so with the new new kind of free-to-play, you, you got the season passed, didn't you, as as a thank, yeah, as a thank you, yeah, as yeah. a legacy player. Yeah. And so I've been playing through yeah. that and unlocking the XTO stuff, and that's been fun and interesting. And like I said, there's lots of XTOs, but cool, whatever. Um. I was surprised actually jumping into my daughter's that that stuff's obviously all populated on on screen for her to try to unlock. And like she got enough 
enough points to un unlock an Ezio hat, but obviously it was greyed out that she couldn't get it. And that kind of, that look of like, but I unlocked it. I unlocked enough points. Why can't I have it? And it was funny from being somebody who was just like, oh yeah, I've got that because it's part of the season pass. And almost like as a free thing because it just came free with what I was doing because of being Legacy yeah. player. And having yeah. the opposite reaction of someone saying, well... Like I, I got enough. I got enough coins to get it. So why can't I have it? It's well, you need to pay seven ninety nine, darling. Well, because she's not good enough at manipulating her dad to. But put it, down, what is it? Is it nine quid? Yeah, seven ninety nine, something like that for the, that for the yeah, season. Yeah, eight quid, yeah. isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. That never said. I mean, and how often are seasons? Do we what's, uh, for what's, other games? I don't really know. Is it three, two, three months? Well, how long has this game been out? Two years, six seasons, uh, every. Three or four months, isn't it? Should be in theory. A couple of yeah, maps. Yeah. yeah, three months sounds about right. Yeah, they, that, the, the market has kind of dictated that that is yeah, seemingly. You know, if 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 parents are happy paying that for Fortnite, it does seem like the market has decided that that's a, a sort of an acceptable kind of rate uh, for a children's. I've, you know, no, no, that I, I mean, I've like. been there with her wanting costumes in Roblox, single item costumes, which are £34, and me going, <laughs> absolutely not. And that literally, no like, way. but it's only X amount of Robux. And that's how they get them, because it's that was only like 20,000 Robux, which could mean anything in like magic currency land. And then you're like, mm, yeah. okay, well, you will need to earn this. 30, like it's, I'm okay with buying digital stuff for you, but you will need to earn this 35. And like, the chores start coming and by the end of that they're like i am not spending that money on a piece of cosmetic but other people do so actually like as an egregious cosmetic thing no i think it's it's perfectly within the, the right kind of area of that's okay if yeah. your kid's into it and they got something to work towards and say i'm not even saying it's a criticism it's just funny to see it happen maybe because it's relaunching into this kind of new era I, not that it's not been a part of it, just to see it happen kind of almost firsthand to my own daughter um, playing through the game and me having the season pass and her not and her being upset at me for having the season pass and not buying it for her. Like maybe it's just my own guilt kicking in. I mean, she didn't pay for the game, so maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like Tony. I should just, just pony up, right? Buy the season. Just buy yeah. the season. <laughs> she's already unlocked the stuff. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have... We do have a couple of uh, pieces of feedback, actually. Um, I think I need to caveat uh, these. I think one of these was written before Free-to-Play, and I think the other one is written about experiences had before Free-to-Play, but written after Free-to-Play. So these still, <laughs> I think these both these both basically relate to before the Free-to-Play launch. So from the forum, Rad Radical Dog says... I played this from PS Plus, and even though I enjoyed the gameplay, I struggled to enjoy the whole package. It suffered from low variety when it would have been quite easy to make the obstacle courses have procedural variants. Mm, I always this is me speaking. I always wonder when people say quite and easy. And actually, in game design, courses yeah. <laughs> that are what you think is just single courses, they actually have two or three variants to each per course. They might have different jump pads yeah. or different yeah. things that happen in, even though half the course is exactly the same. So they do have variants now. Okay, fair enough. So, um, so Radical Dog continues. On the other hand, Fall Guys learned from Rocket League and had a whole cosmetic shop fully mature by day one, showing where the priorities lay. Ultimately, after a few hours, I'd seen what this package contained and I never felt compelled back by the updates. 
Uh, it was an absolutely brilliant idea that could have become a perennial chart topper if only they had put as much care into the replayability as the cosmetics. From the forum, uh, Wuking Long concurs and says, I played four guys around launch and had a relatively good time with it, even managed to nab a crown during my brief stint with the game. Like others have echoed here though, the lack of variety made me shelve this after a while. I returned once to see some of the new content, but it wasn't enough to remove the feeling of repetition that slowly but surely pushed that slowly but surely pushed me to seek other experiences. I was a fan of the controls and concept, but as Radical Dog mentioned, the cosmetics felt like they had far more attention given to them over the longevity of the experience. Um, now, we, we thank everyone for their feedback, of course, and you can leave feedback for upcoming shows uh, under the uh, Volume 11 uh, section in the Kane and Rince forum. Just search Kane and Rince forum on Google. Go to Kane and Rince forward slash forum. Um, I personally take a little bit of, of you know, uh, um, I, I slightly disagree when people say things like, oh, you know, it, it would have been quite easy for, or um, saying things like, oh, it, they they spent more time on cosmetics than you know this kind of zero sum like because some team team members were working on cosmetics that means those team members weren't working on level design or kind of longevity planning or something like that so personally that doesn't ring quite true to me um i don't know how do you how do you guys feel about the the balance uh, if you can remember back to launch and and these days as well if you can remember back to the sort of balance of kind of like I mean, Tony, you shared some feelings about the, the what you worry about the longevity of I, it, uh, Chris. And uh, sorry, Tony, go, no, go no, on. I, I, I think you know, listening at those two pieces of feedback, I don't think it is that game now. I think there's like I think I believe there's sixty maps, a variety of different different games, a variety of different game types. Play it, be it, play it by yourself, play it by a team. Like I think there's enough content for anybody really in this game now. Even if you're just wanting, even if you were just to blast through sixty maps. It will take you a, a few good good days of um, play, and I think you know that's a a positive sign coming into it two years after launch. I think um, even some of the biggest games, you take Halo Infinite for 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 instance of recent time, you can be have a ton of money and a ton of things, but actually creating a, a road map of content is extremely hard. And I I don't think Fall Guys. I'm sure they would have wanted 11 million players pretty much at launch, but I don't think anyone had the the idea that it would absolutely blow up the way it did. And I and it did strike me as a game that had a lot of scrambling around in the background of oh my god, we need more content, but it's taken us two years to develop this game with 10 maps, and now we need to create three maps every month for for you know, the player, but. Like that's incredibly hard, right? And I, you know, bigger developers have failed in that thing. And actually, I think Epic bringing this into the fold now allows Fall Guys probably to move forward with that cadence of map releases because they have the financial backing and probably the staff to do it. But back when this came out and they yeah. had thirty guys just happy that their game landed, the servers went down. I think you know that is one of those. Oh God! Oh God! This is massive. This is great, but this is also incredibly stressful and i think that is what service games are you know they are incredibly stressful for the people working them some horror stories you always hear in the background of people producing content 
and something so happy and colourful in Fall Guys, I'm sure there's been some very dark moments to the team in the background trying to make sure that you know the player when the player base goes down how to get that player base back up so i think you need to give something like this a bit of bit of slack and now it's free to play i think the pressure's back onto it as it's under epic to keep you know delivering as more as it's brought even more players into the fold so i don't know if that's sure that answers the question i just think that service games are incredibly hard and it's been proven that over the years and chris and darren do do you have any thoughts about kind of rewards and longevity bearing in mind it's just gone free to play and of course we can't we can't project years into the future about how this game will develop under epic with with that much more funding and with you know presumably access to the Fortnite team's knowledge and experience of kind of running the biggest service game in the world um i want to address the point raised about the cosmetics which is related to what we're talking about here and um how yeah many free-to-play games which is now turned this one has turned into is legacy is a paid-for game that happened to have um uh, you know dlc which you could buy or you could use in-game currency for and now it's that's what its entire business model is based on and as always said earlier i haven't spent a penny playing this game you know although you could argue no, Chris, you spent money on PlayStation Plus. Yes, that's a valid argument. Thank you. However, uh, point is, uh, I um, haven't felt... I, do you know, they, they often use the phrase whales, mm. not the country, but... Uh, it's very, very hard creature. to whale this game, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it is, yeah. Um, it is very, very, very... It's, it's, it's immune from that, but I'm very much a krill, if you like, <laughs> of, 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 uh, of free-to-play game customers... In that, I don't, I just don't. I just explore the game. I experience a plankton. I experience the game. Don't spend anything other than the ink. Yeah, a barnacle. Leeching on others. You can look there. there. Hey, there you go. So you can see Tony's a parent. Anyway, um, um, but the point is, what I'm saying is uh, I only ever spend in-game currency in games because I earned that. that's That's how I equate it. I earned that as a currency is a thing it's just in the game i'm not actually spending any of my own hard-earned cash because quite frankly my time is more valuable than cash but that's a philosophical point i don't think fall guys really suffers from that you're right tom you're absolutely right to say that it's just not um uh, that kind of it's, it's it, it is there you can delve into it if you like but it's not as egregious it's not in your face and the stuff i've got is just as unique and just as um badge earning as you know as when i'm playing sea of thieves or something like that that's riddled with all sorts of stuff and again i haven't spent an additional penny planet game at all as darren knows it's just get all sorts of winner wonderful things without spending additional monies you just get stressed it's griefing but um it's I, i i do think um there's a this is has a unique balance to it whether that's a good unique for it's the health of the game itself and its longevity, I don't know because it is so different to the other games of its of the other free to play games, which are um, built around the acquisition of seemingly cosmetics in inverted commas. I'm looking at you, Diablo Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's a good point. Well, it's a very good point actually. This does launch kind of. Uh, the free-to-play version of Fall Guys does launch just a, a kind of few weeks after 
Diablo Immortal, which has been really pulled apart by the press for um, free-to-play mechanics, which are just, yeah, not on the right side of ethical i i guess was some many people's conclusions but uh um yeah darren do you do you have any feelings on this any strong or or unstrong feelings about kind of progression and and what might keep you coming back what might make you pay money in future see before there's 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 two trains of thought here pre-sea of thieves <laughs> and post-sea of thieves <laughs> right after nearly 900 hours of Sea of Thieves, I have learnt to let go. So is that an exaggeration of... or is that real? No, I've played nearly 900 hours of Sea of Thieves. Oh my gosh. It, it could have been double that if I had more friends. <laughs> but um, yeah, but so look, before Sea of Thieves, I was like, everything needs progression. I need to feel like I'm getting something from every minute of gameplay that I'm putting in. And then I played Sea of Thieves for a load of, load of time, as I just said. And I, I learnt to just let it all go. And whether that's because... I am a parent who, you know, is tired and I haven't got the energy to care or anymore. Even keep Maybe up coincide well. with that. Just keep up. Yeah, because you're constantly like, I hear on some podcasts, it's like, oh, I log in every day to get my daily bonus. I haven't got that in me anymore. I haven't got that kind of philosophy of always chasing the video game dragon to get the next hit. Do you know what I mean? I haven't got that anymore in me. And um, I think it's partly because CFEs have trained it to, to get it out of me that it doesn't matter like mm. you don't need to have progression to have a fun time no the, yeah, the, 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 it's not about it's about the journey right? yeah. it's not about the destination so you get in a little kind of bar field at the end even though it all kind of started with in my head world of warcraft and call of duty modern warfare like world of warcraft to me was just filling the bars until you get the thing at the end i was like hey i did the fishing why i don't know but i did it hey, it's progression right Yay. whereas now it's just like I don't care. Oh no, sorry. I need to. I need to rephrase how I say this. I don't mind what happens around the game. I just want to have a good time while playing the game. And if I do happen to get a nameplate decoration, then that's great. I'll put it on if I remember. Yeah. But I probably won't. Um, so yeah, I've never really been one for cosmetic things. Even though I do admire my II Super Monkey Ball costume, I've never really kind of never really it's never really bothered me like once i settle with one thing i will tend not to change it because that's just who i am but i understand that kids nowadays they are changing their cosmetics every single day and if you haven't got the right if i think what was it kind of when fortnite was was exploding with popularity there was a kind of a, a, a derogatory term they used to describe a player not noob as such but it was more like like a bland a blandy or a plano oh, or something like that to, to say like oh you haven't got any cosmetics yeah. yet oh you're just a regular do you know what i mean there was some sort of horrible bullying oh yeah, gosh playground. yeah on yeah, the yeah. playground term oh, I for- oh yeah i yeah. can't remember what it was I called but it was something it like is, yeah you know like boring man yeah and they were like oh look that player's pretending to be a new player because they haven't got any cosmetics on well, see that's, yeah. that's the point about cosmetics saying oh they so, just got- no they're not they're really not but no, they're they're not just cosmetics. That no. they are like it yeah. is it is it is like the video game version of Adidas and Reebok. Is, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like if, if you haven't got that cosmetic, then you're pretty much a pleb on the playground, and that's a shame. Mm. But that's just the way society is, and the way society has cultivated its kind of 
it's not itself, but how it's kind of been curated into that. If you haven't got the latest cosmetics as a teenager, you might as well just, you know, but, not have any friends. But surely to Tom's like, point, like the, the longevity of those games have been that long because although that is a horrendous way of looking at it, it exists. And that's why people keep coming back. Not maybe. It's, for me, because you're forever having a, a learning curve in those games and, you know, your skill is, you, know, you are lording it over other people, I guess. It, I think it just means that you probably will play those games for a bit longer. I, I just feel like maybe Fall Guys is caught between a rock and a hard place in there. Like it, it needs to be accessible to be as fun as we've sat here and talk about. But because it doesn't have quite that that trick to it, it it maybe might have a bit more of a harder time but to hold to- players. But Tony, look at it the other way. Maybe you're 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 sounding it. I mean, the, the I don't, I don't care because I, I love the fact that it's yeah, I know so you don't. free I don't, and open I know you and I can just but, jump okay, in and, so, not, and not care. But, you know. So so taking taking you yourself out of it, the the sort of the, the, the comment is kind of built around the idea of concern for the developers and the publishers like, Poor epic. oh, how are you going? <laughs> how are you going to keep? Yeah, of course, of course, none of us need to worry about epic. <laughs> but it's like the comment is kind of built around like, Oh, there's concern around keeping players around for a long time, like and and like keeping skilled players around for a long time. But what if that doesn't matter, right? What if it, this is the game the where new. it's more yeah. important? What's more important that this game hits uh, a mass audience and that new players can play it and play it fast and have fun immediately? and play for a while, get some cosmetics and stop, is that not worthwhile? Are those gamer hours not as valuable as the 500-hour player? You know, is it not important to have games in the market that are high quality where it's catered towards the, the first 30 hours of a gamer's experience and they're not at all based around anything past that because, and I say this because, um, you know, Destiny is a is a fantastic game. I played Destiny 1 when it came out for a month and got all the way up to like Raid Ready. And then anyone who's played Destiny 1 remembers how many strikes you had to do the same strikes over and over again. And then unfortunately, I kind of dropped off before it got really liked, like dailies and weeklies and all of that stuff. And then I just walked away from it because, you know, I had kids and blah, blah, blah. And now Destiny 2 is what it is. And it I tried to play a bit of Destiny 2 with my co-op buddy the other the other week. Uh, we played a, one of the campaigns and it's just really, really hard to know what yeah, is going on in that game with the menus and the proper nouns and the quests and the icons it's a splat all over the place it's so confusing it is so unbelievably it's so confusing story-wise it's it's confusing it's you know and people love that game it is a fantastic game there's i'm not knocking it for the people who love it people are in deep with that game and i'm sure it's the same i know it's the same with runescape uh people play that game for 15 hours a day you know, and have done for 15 years or more, right? Um, But those games exist, right? There are games in the market to hold people's attention and have an incredibly high skill ceiling or have an incredibly high 
kind of return on investment for time uh, with RPG mechanics and bars that go up and quests that keep going and storylines that keep going and loot mechanics that border on extremely unethical because <laughs> you pick it up and it's one thing and then you open it again and there's another endorphin hit and all of that why can't we just celebrate a game and this is i'm not i'm not <clears throat> criticizing you here tony i'm just so i'm just building I, a little pet theory i'm building a pet theory here it's like why can't we celebrate a game where it is tailored towards the beginner player who has tremendous fun and we just you know well, let the i am sad for the people who put a lot of time into this who are really annoyed by things getting downgraded you know legendary stuff getting downgraded or mechanics getting changed that they're not happy with i i'm sad that they're having those bad experiences however i have loved how accessible this is i can hand a pad to a three-year-old and a six-year-old and have great fun and if we don't play again for eight months or longer great and i agree no and and, <laughs> no, I mean, I, and i do like my my favorite multiplayer experiences of all time have been ones with far more simpler mechanics than things like cod and destiny and multiple games that have ended up being those things you know i i hark back to the days when you know playing the original halo games where you had four or five weapons on the map and everybody knew what those weapons did so you had ways to counteract those weapons rather versus now which is you know there's 500 weapons with different skins and colors and everything going on you have no no idea what the hell you're doing you're just the skill level becomes that much higher so no i i do understand what you're saying but i guess i was answering the question of like the longevity mm. of a service-based game what is it in 2022 and it will be interesting to see now it's under, you know, it's been under Epic for a while, but with the launch of the freezer play and I guess the ultimate direction of what this game will be, what it turns out in another two years where it got to. Because I, I do think with the move to free to play that it will actually eventually be a bit different from what we're experiencing now. But you can only go by what we're basing on now. And to your point, I love the fact that it's super open and I can give it to, you know, two nine-year-olds and it's instantaneously accessible. And I know the back end isn't actually loaded with a bunch of stuff that they'll get a bit like um, Diablo, where they'll, they'll get to the end game and then go, well, well done for putting your time in, but now you need a pony up. There isn't that there. The, the drive is if they want a, a fun costume and... I gotta say, you know, as as a parent, that that to me is feels not necessarily wholesome because it's still ultimately paying for virtual bucks, and you know there is something that isn't real in the world. But I've got over that a long time ago, and I'm willing to do that, and I'd be willing to do it for the for my kids. So now I'm I agree with you, Tom. I was just I guess I was theorising where this game goes over the next couple of years, um, mm. but it's done a reasonably good job, I guess, in in the last two years to to get what it is for most new people to come in and go, oh, wow, this is fun, accessible. And I've seen that, you know, this week alone. Hmm. We, we've got another uh, piece of feedback from the forum. Uh, writing before the free-to-play update, Matt L says, writes, um, I'm not much of an online gamer. I much prefer the relaxation of playing games alone after a long day of work to unwind. But the concept of a Battle Royale obstacle course game was too intriguing to me to n- not to try when it came out on PS Plus. I was immediately hooked. While the number of courses was smaller than I would have expected, each seemed carefully crafted, and almost all had me biting my nails as I tried to fight for all those crowns. 
Unfortunately for Fall Guys, I'm now in a position where there are so many good games vying for my attention that I haven't played it in probably eight months. But that doesn't take away that it's one of my favourite gaming experiences in the last five years. Um, I think that person was writing at some point, you know, a year or two uh, in the last year or something. So so quite quite a while before the, the free-to-play launch. Um, technically, this game, I'm not sure there's much, you know, if, if you guys want to, to say anything about how the game technically ran for you. Darren, I know you've got maybe a tiny bit of feedback on the on the switch version and and um mm. there's been a bit of server problems since the free to play launch so the, you know kotaku articles about crashes in the first 24 hours and stuff like that um yeah so the the xbox version i've, I've managed to get it on all because I'm, I'm lucky enough to have all three modern consoles the xbox version displays both switch and playstation icons on the front end the the playstation version is just fine from what i could tell ps5 and the Switch version runs at a frame rate that once you've seen it in a in a high frame rate, when you, when you drop it down to presumably 30, it kind of jars a little bit. And because there's so many characters Oof. on screen at once, they even lower the frame rate for those characters. Oh, so it boy. looks a bit Jason yeah. and the Argonauts-ish. And it kind of ruins the whole <laughs> right. flow right. of the game. Like the, the fun of Fall Guys is seeing everyone fall to the, you know, plummet into their, well, not death, but, you know, to their injury at a nice polished frame rate. And it's all, it's, but yeah. like on the Switch in handheld mode, I haven't tried docked yet, so you might get extra juice from the dock. Um, ugh, that's a phrase I didn't think I'd like to say. Juice from the dock. Anyway, yeah, um, the handheld version, not not fun. Uh, well, it just wasn't pleasurable. The, the Joy-Con vibration, the HD rumble is still jarring and annoying as ever. Uh, yeah, not for me, but um, I would happily pass it to someone in the house, maybe my daughter, maybe my girlfriend, and say, play this with me. And they can happily play it in the corner on a separate screen whilst I'm <laughs> on the big screen or vice versa. Do you know what I mean? I guess as well, with it yeah, being yeah. cross-play, that probably doesn't help either. If you're playing 30 frames versus people playing 60 frames. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I've, t- I've tried to lobby up the Switch and the Xbox together and it wasn't happening. But maybe that's just mm. server launch issues. I'm not too sure. It's all over the place at the moment and it just needs ironing out, I guess. Yeah, I, I personally only ever played it on a PlayStation. Um, I, it would be nice to try it on the Steam Deck, see if it worked fine on that book because it's now no longer on Steam. I can't do that. Um, and I never bought it I think it you Steam can. Cause... I think you can. It's It's been de- delisted from sale. Right. You can, still play the, you can still play the version you've got. And I oh, haven't you, got the Steam Oh, you didn't buy it. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I didn't buy it because I had it on PlayStation, so I had no indeed, need. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, yeah, on a PlayStation 5, on a Series X or S. Yeah, I'm playing sure on the Series X is fine, well. and the Series S is yeah. slightly yeah. lower yeah. resolution, but absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. It's just when it tells you to press circle <laughs> on an Xbox page, you're like, um, guys, <laughs> I think you need to sort this one out, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, like I said, I'm just like, whatever. Uh, I'm sure the PC one probably runs like butter, but there it is. Uh, yeah, I thought I, as far as I can remember, I've never had really any technical issues. I've oh, always been I've always been playing it on mm. PS4 Pro or PS5. Right, uh, uh, I, I believe sixty frames the whole time. I think that's what PS4 Pro played it on, and um, it's connected fast. I don't think I've ever dropped out of a round or anything like that, and. Um, connected fast for a 60 player game yeah it, you have to yeah. actually say like this is one of those games where crossplay is essential for it because 
I'm sure you can play it with a lobby of five or six people, and it, but it, it's not the same. You know, the fact that every time I've played it, it has populated with 60 players or 59 or whatever. Sometimes mm. it doesn't ever seem to want to get to 60 for its own technical reason. But um, yeah, the fact that it does that, and it seemingly does that relatively far because the player base is still pretty high. The whole thing seems pretty seamless in, in that regard. And, you know, there's back to a little bit of the gameplay is like it is quite fun having 60 players at the start all funneling in towards one in you know one place they can go and then working out in fact if you just move a bit left or right and go the opposite way half the half the people will fail and you'll carry on you're not being crushed into one little pit of area but um yeah i, th- I think 60 is probably the right amount of player count as well there was originally it was designed for 100 because that's what battle royale was wasn't it always 100 um and but i think i'm glad they didn't go up to that much and then 60 is about the right player again if only battlefield could do that eh? (laughs) well it's only 60 remember it's only 60 on the first round oh that's true yeah 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 i have found uh ironically that the shop doesn't load (laughs) there have been many times that i was like oh look you don't want to buy anything okay I mean, remember, I'm a krill. I'm just buying things with my in-game currency, <laughs> but I'd like to buy something. And it's like, oh, you don't want me to at all. Brilliant. That's the only technical thing I've had, which is quite ironic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, why. now I think about it, I play so few multiplayer games. I, uh, and, and, I, and just generally over the decades, I haven't really um, played much multiplayer. So I don't have much experience to compare it to, but... Now I really think about it, it has been a remarkably smooth experience. And to to I was playing in front of my wife and my kids, and my wife sort of like looked over and she was quite cynical about the whole thing. She's like, Oh, you know, I don't know I don't know why she was being <laughs> cynical. Um she just couldn't quite understand um that they were other human beings. She just she's never played multiplayer games. She played lots of single player RPGs and stuff like that. Just generally, or, or Candy Crush Saga on her phone, thousands of hours, probably more hours than you playing Sea of Thieves, Darren. Um, but it was so so quick to load and it's so seamless that she couldn't quite compute that it was <laughs> it was you know because because you wait around in Dark Souls three DLC <laughs> final boss and wait wait for someone to summon for like twenty minutes and you just stand there for a summon sign to come up or whatever. Um, but this chucking 60 now okay it's yeah like you say very popular game easy to populate presumably just with that much player load so it's a bit of a treat to kind of be playing right now and if maybe if we'd played in the kind of less popular seasons there might have been on a depending on the platform depending on the sort of time of year or whatever there might have been some times where it it wasn't such a such a, a kind of fast load up but right now i must say uh, it's been a very smooth and and um a technical treat on 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 ps5 um just just loading stuff up really fast and yeah, going but from it, game to that, game that once really, again really fast. no hurdles don't create hurdles in front of the players just once load in get 60 players and go like you don't want to have to sit yeah, in yeah, lobbies exactly. and screens and do all the other chatting and stuff you just want it to to populate and go and you know I'm not even sure, but that, like I say, I'm not part. I haven't been part of those types of games with lobbies and things. Oh, they exist. So I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what those looked like or felt like, or you know, the waiting around. Or Final Fantasy XIV had that terrible trouble where the game was so popular that you know people couldn't even get in, and then they had to take it off mm-hmm. sales. So I think there's something to be said for 
you know them handling that you know designing the game that well that you know designing the game well in terms of forethought of design to make it a slicker experience and then technically coming to grips with a, a massive player player um player base and delivering as best they could on server side as well to keep everything running i think from my experience been incredibly impressive honestly um yeah has anyone else got anything else to say technically glitching funny funny business getting pushed off a thingy lag anything like that i mean the the, the, the hit detection can be a bit questionable I mean, you're not sure where the hitbox really is for those hammers as we've alluded, alluded to earlier but i think that's a deliberate sort of design mechanic to to make it so that again it is very much like a a soft play area to you know you bounce around things and i think that kind of reflects it it is not four guys is not a precise game and we need to remember that i i think it is depending on the round yes i'd say it is quite a precise game but not yeah like you say not necessarily it kind of depends what is what hitting you, you what yeah. is hitting you from where hmm. at what velocity yeah. in what context <laughs> yeah yeah um okay well we should uh we should move on to our three word reviews uh we normally tweet out uh a message on uh tweet out a message tweet out a tweet on uh recording day uh so look out for those in future um yes please tony take us away uh sean r says run jump grab play champion says better mario party wayward prophet says Almost won once. Thomas MB at El Worry says, I pressed grab! Lee Shinton, wholesome, joyful, fun. Uh, Wido, was it Weirdo? I think it's Wido. Yeah, Weedo, that works too. Uh, fun only shortly. Rao J was how I would have gone. Yeah, uh, dinosaur wearing shorts. Jason at Twinball Zero says, Beans once again. So we come to our summaries for Fall Guys about how it made us laugh, cry, and meant so much to our to our lives. Um, I, I think we're all pretty pretty even in terms of uh, our feelings here. So I'm just going to carry on the order we've been we've been going in. Tony, would you mind uh, uh, taking us away with your your finalised thoughts? I'd probably come with the one that almost sounds a little bit negative about the game, but really it's not that case. Like I, I really enjoyed playing Fall Guys. It's a breath of fresh air for multiplayer games. It's it's something you can just dip in and dip out of. Um, it's been fun watching my daughters mess around with it as well and having that kind of co-op sessions and, and enjoying that. And I think there is there is a depth to it that. I think if you just jump in and played one or two rounds, you might be mistaken and just say, oh, you know, there's nothing here. But actually, if you you play for a number of hours or if you watch some of the, the guys you know that have been playing this ever since launch and see the little tricks and nips and tucks they, they use, little, you know, single jumps of bars that you wouldn't even believe was possible, yet they do it. And for me, whenever I try to get hit by one of the the hammers to push me up further in level i always get the angle slightly wrong and go off the level but you can watch other people do these things and skip huge sections of levels because they're hitting it just at the right right cadence so i i think it's a happy go fun lucky multiplayer game and 
weirdly, there's not too many of those that exist in this world, certainly not in the way that this has itself set up. So although some of my criticisms, criticisms, <laughs> although some of my criticisms would be worrying about its, its pay model going forward, I'm happy enough to put that down to one side and say, you know, as somebody coming in with 60 maps and a ton of content that, you know, I'm not really, I don't, I don't really intend to spend anything on this. I'm just going to enjoy what it has to offer and, and maybe dip in and dip out over the next, you know, two or three times over a year or I'll play it with my girls going forward. So yeah, to me, a pleasant surprise and a, a, a good, fun, wholesome title that's been enjoyable to play. Chris. I am really happy that Fall Guys exists. I was happy just when it arrived, and I'm still happy it exists now. I think one of the wonderful things about it is it's a great leveller. It is what I call where a game, a button masher, can win, and that's okay. Um, I know that's a heresy amongst certain fans of a certain genre of game, but I hope you know what I mean by that, in that, yes, you can run around like a headless chicken, to quote Tony from earlier, and still win, and that's okay. Here's a game that doesn't, you know, the whole get good thing isn't really there. And that's really amazing. And I'm not going to say that this is a game that every game should boast this kind of thing, because a lot of games really wouldn't lend themselves to that kind of approach at all. But this has been built from the ground up just to enjoy it for enjoyment's sake. And yes, you do get little bits of frustration in just grinding teeth. Just to, I find myself going, oh, look. Like catching myself going, Chris, why, why are you getting a bit anxious? Just as far as it gets, because it's four guys. It's fine. It's okay. And then you look around and you see the blue screen. And you see your your character do a little dance, even though they got knocked out after the first round. It's fine because you participated and you had fun. And that's what four guys is about. And it celebrates that. It celebrates the experience of playing a game. I know, weird, right? But there it is. And uh, that's why I, I'm happy to be part of this show to talk about a very happy game. So there you go. Darren. Yeah, I really enjoy Fall Guys, but it's never really um, captured my full attention to where I can't stop thinking about it like some other games that like I've mentioned in today's podcast. Uh, but, you know, I do think it's a thoroughly enjoyable game and the decision to put it on PS Plus was smart because the the exposure that that gained led to its popularity i reckon um but making it free to play was probably the move they should have done from the start and i know hindsight's 2020 but i I feel like this game is a free to play model it just makes sense you know the, the game's colorful it's fluffy it's you know it's it's not it's inoffensive and it's fun most of all it's, it's fun and to have that exposed to as many people as possible is you know to the game's benefit i do believe despite the myriad of questions that come from microtransactions and people's urges to spend 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 um but yeah as as a game i believe you know i i should like i should play more of four guys because it's essentially the kind of question i had in my head as a kid is like what if you turned the camera on super mario behind mario what would a level look like and the race levels in particular is what i'm talking about my favorites my, my preferred choice that's what four guys is to me and it's a bonus that there are 59 other people running alongside me enjoying the fun. And yeah, it's in 2022, I would probably, like I said at the start of the podcast, 
put a big torchy spotlight on Fall Guys as like, this is kind of what I believe video games represents in 2022. And you might not like it, you might like it. But in my, for my opinion, Fall Guys is a video game, video game. And, um, <laughs> and, and for that, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, it is, it's the, it's the, it's the culmination of what I like about video games. It's, it's, you know, and I should play more of it. So um, I endeavoured to do that. Now it's gone free to play, even though I did buy it. So yeah, in a roundabout way, I'm going to play it more now that it's free, despite me paying for it back in the day. Um, back in the day, meaning last year. Overall, I like Fall Guys. Um, I just kind of wish I had that kind of hook in me to go back to it more often. So I guess that's down to me, isn't it? I really like Fall Guys too. Um, well said, everybody. Thank you. I... I feel I don't want anyone who's listening to this, uh, certainly not our, our, our correspondents, uh, that, that, that I don't want them to feel like we've been dismissive of their criticisms or their feelings. Everyone's feelings and criticisms belong to them and uh, are valid, of course. And um, I'm sure there are people who sort of fell in love with this game and maybe felt a bit spurned during those middle middle years. And... You know, this game launched during the pandemic. The pandemic was a heavy time for a lot of people. And if anybody did become attached to this game um, and it let them down in any way, uh, I, I do feel bad. But but on the on the flip side, as we've mentioned, you know, it's a small team. They perhaps didn't weren't expecting it to sort of blow up like it did and perhaps weren't ready with a content plan that was that was going to be able to keep up with people's expectations. Now, personally speaking, I it's everything I could want in uh, a multiplayer game right now for a tired dad with, with kids the age they are. I can play it in front of them. It is completely harmless for them to watch. I can pass the pad to them. Um, I can enjoy myself winning and losing I, it's fun. The key thing is, and this is like Rocket League, and possibly more enjoyable for me right now as a tired dad, is it because of that skill hurdle with Rocket League, with not being able to jump up in the air and hit the ball, keeping me kind of down in the skill levels. With this, there isn't that hurdle, so it's just it's just fun to fail. And if a game is fun to fail, and you're playing with loads of other people, it's fun to keep playing, and it's fun to stop, and that's just crucial. It's just crucial because I just come off 109 hours of Elden Ring where I felt like I was slogging through it and hogging the TV from the missus and, you know, maybe spoiling that video game for myself a little bit. And then coming off that and then into this Kane and Rinse show and I could just guilt, for, just play this for 25 minutes a night just and just stop and feel absolutely no guilt whatsoever yep that's enough 25 minutes enough half an hour enough 45 minutes enough oh but one more game because i just oh i nearly got the crown oh that was a great round or i was in the last three or my partner and i did great on that round and um i think it's just it's casual in all the right right ways for me right now um that's quite a subjective thing I would recommend it to everyone, though. I think it's got that mass appeal, like something like Overcooked with just two or three kind of control buttons. It's so simple. And there's something to be said for that. Um, 
It's just so simple to control. It does not require the precision control of a Rocket League. I find Overcooked so stressful. Uh, <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we, we just bought the version with that you can turn the timers down for the. To, so my wife's been just bull- yeah, as you were anyway. Yeah, my wife's been bullying the kids around that around the kitchen with that one. But uh, yeah, um, you know something about the simplicity of of Fall Guys makes it fun to come back to. But learning the levels and those little shortcuts and those little things. I think I feel like there. I am progressing in that way through just knowledge and and uh, upgrading my my own strategy, developing my own strategies for those different survival rounds as well. Like uh, oh, I'm going to get on this part of the rotating drum, and then I'm going to quickly jump back on this. I'm going to wait till the round, the long part comes. And um, so yeah, I just it's it's wait waiting till it's gone free to play having like a new influx of people of of willing victims um and a new influx of games has been really thrilling actually now fair enough i got a load of free as a legacy player i got a load of free stuff but you know i i apart from that playstation plus subscription i haven't paid anything for the game i probably i might buy the eight or nine quid battle pass next time season pass next time i might not i don't know We'll see. I certainly wouldn't feel averse to paying eight or nine quid at this this point for this game. The amount of fun it's given me. So it's a it's an it's a such an easy recommend. I don't apart. I would, but but I would warn the type of player who's looking for a game to get its hooks into them, or who's looking for those RPG mechanics, or who's looking to fill up those bars and do those side quests and do those dailies. I would it's the only warning I would give is just say this is not the game for you unless you like maybe speed running or something or or you know aggressively getting better at specific skill games or something um but that, but that's just not a criticism as much as a subjective warning to some types of of player who know that they want video games to kind of challenge them or whatever or set their own challenges but um yeah, I really love it. I think it's a, I think it's a great one, and I'm so glad we we covered it because it's it's such a different kind of game. Um, and who knows what it could be uh, in a couple of years? If you're listening to this in in years to come, it could have it could have changed completely. So uh, I'm gonna be a cart racer. <laughs> yeah, well, they could easily, you know, the way Fortnite and the metaverse and Epic is going, it really could be, it really could be anything in 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 the future. So. Who knows? It's true. It's a good point. So I'd uh, I'd like to thank panelists Tony, Chris, Darren, uh, Editor Jay, as well as all our correspondents, and of course you for listening. Next time in issue five two six, it's Sinamora, and uh, yeah, take it easy, everyone. <laughs>